This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Schiller, Ducanto, and Fleck. Family Law Unparalleled. Hello, and welcome to Dana Being Dana. That's me, and I am thrilled that you're with us. My show is about human connections and living life intentionally. I believe we must stay encouraged to live life to the fullest. We can always find a reason to laugh and have a great time, no matter what. I also believe that you get by with a little help from your friends. You are invited to join me and my friends on this show as we laugh together and learn from each other. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. So today we're going to talk about divorce and living your best life. How are you all today? Wonderful. Fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me. I would love for you to introduce yourself. I'm Nikita. I'm Ron. I'm Amanda. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us, when it comes to divorce, you are all divorced, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's start from the beginning. How long was it that you were dating your ex? (laughs) Well, I dated him for a couple months, engaged, and married 30 days later. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hit it and married it the next day. I'm not telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) It was good, though. No. uh, We dated for 11 months. Before you got engaged? uh, I actually got engaged within a couple of months. So we dated maybe a couple of months, and 11 months later, I got married. But it's a little bit deeper than that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Amanda? I met my ex. We dated and were engaged two months later. And then we dated for about a year and a half and then got married. Did anybody have kids from the marriage? Twins. Boy-girl twins. And, uh, yeah, it took me about seven years to get those twins. Seven-year-old twins. I have eight-year-old twins. It took me seven years to get pregnant with them. Okay. Ron? Shotgun wedding. Shotgun wedding? Yes. So she was pregnant? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was it mine? It was... <laughs> <laughs> Amanda. No kids. No kids. Mm-hmm. I do have two kids. Two kids came later. Two kids. Okay. And how long um, were you married? 13 years. A long time. <laughs> how long is a long time? <laughs> About 20 years. 20 years? Yes. Amanda? Two years. And how long did it take for your divorce proceedings? Well, to take the first step, it took about six months. Once the proceedings start, it took me about 45 days to finalize everything. Okay. 45 mm-hmm. days. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I was motivated. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I can't remember. It was all a blur. It was all a blur. It was bl- I, all I know is we got divorced. It took some time, but I just, once it was over, it was over. About yeah. six months. Six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did you date while you were separated? I did. Valuable lesson. So I dated a guy. Um, I liked him, liked him a lot. Turned out he was a cheater as well. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he threw in my face, well, you're still married. So So he used that as an excuse. He used that as an excuse. To validate. I'll, exactly why he was doing what he was doing. Although I had my own place. And, I mean, he's actually met my now ex-husband. He's been around my children. But, no, you know, I was still married. So they gave him the right to cheat. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I think I was dating while I was married. You were dating while you were married? It was a rough, rough marriage. Well, there you have it. (laughs) Were you dating while you were going through your divorce process? No. You know, I had enough with the ex. I felt like I was still dating. So, no, I did not. And how long has it been since you've been divorced? Uh, About four years for me. Mm -hmm. I would say about six years for me. Twenty. Twenty years. (laughs) Twenty years. Mm -hmm. So do you think that people who go through divorce are sometimes not really done with divorce? You know what? I think it's a two-part. So I think that you have um, been done or out of love with someone, but you're not out of love with habit. So the hardest part, I know from my experience, was taking that first step. So I found myself, although I was divorced, I mean, or going through the divorce, I was still doing things as if he was still my husband. I was still cooking for the potlucks at the job. He was still able to come into my house, go in, open up the refrigerator, walk through my house freely. However, we're divorced. So I think that mentally I wasn't done, but emotionally I was done, if that makes sense. And I would argue Mm -hmm. that sometimes people stay in marriages out of habit. Yep. Because they're just used to things being a certain way absolutely versus being in a relationship being in a partnership Mm -hmm. and having that connection what would you say what was the question again the question was (laughs) do you think sometimes people get divorced and they're not really done i i I would say for me it took a long time for me to be done because mentally i'm still thinking about her Uh, mentally i still feel her are you thinking about her now i am Okay. No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. No, I do. I tend to think about when you're with someone for 20 years, mm-hmm. your soul is tied together. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for that to be uh, cut and untwined. So being with her for as long as I was and being that I really believe that God told me to marry this woman, I just didn't say this is the one. I believe God spoke to me and said that's your wife. So sometimes I still think that. Mm. So I do find it hard. And, and being a person who... Um, is is a uh, a saved person as they would say uh, I still wrestle with the fact that it says that even though you're divorced you're still married so uh, it takes some time to get used to being not just separated physically but separated emotionally because divorce actually means in the Greek the tearing of flesh the tearing of so, flesh so well, that's why it says the two become one mm-hmm. and when you get divorced now that flesh is torn mm. so there's pain and scars from that and how I, many I times? Real deep, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, we got real deep. deep. You got real deep. deep. You see how I shifted on you? I, I went, saw that. I went Jake's on you for a minute. <laughs> All right. His ex-wife gonna get my hey big head later. <laughs> Which I need a definition on the hey big head. I'm not hit to that. <laughs> so how many times have you been divorced? Uh, that's a very good question. I've actually been divorced twice. I've been married twice and divorced twice. To the same? But to the same woman. To the same woman. Yes, to the same yeah. woman. I thought, I truly believed that, you know, we're getting married again and this is going to be it. And the second time brought about um, was even worse than the first time. And, and sometimes uh, that happens. But I do believe it's the covenant that gets attacked and not so much the couple. Mm. Because marriage is a covenant. And many people forget that that's what marriage is about. Well, and- we'll get into how to get over divorce and get through divorce in just a minute. We'll take a quick break. This is Dana being Dana. We'll be right back. Stay up to date on what's happening in our neighborhoods and schools at City Hall and all across town with NCTV 17 News Update. Email directly to your inbox once a day, Monday through Friday. 
This two minute video not only tells you the latest news, but shows it to you. And that's what's happening right here in Naperville. And the best part, it's free. So sign up today at nctv17.com slash subscribe. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Schiller, DuCanto, and Fleck. Family Law Unparalleled. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana. We are talking about divorce. So let's talk about some of the things that people do to get through divorce. Divorce, divorce is like a death or a diversion from a plan that you thought would last a lifetime. So what are some of the things that you did to get through and over your divorce? Well, you know, to me it was a process. So um, the first thing I had to do was accept. And it took a long time to actually accept that it was really over. You know, once I was able to accept, I went through some different phases. So, you know, I went through a phase of, like, resentment where I literally hated him because, you know, in my situation, he had moved on already. I didn't know. I didn't know he had moved on while we were still married. So I have to lose my husband. The relationship I tried to do while I was after, after my marriage, that failed. And I'm watching him get his fairy tale ending. Nah, it didn't feel good. So I had to kind of, you know, learn to deal with that. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be a good parent. We got kids. So I had to learn how to also co-parent mm -hmm. with him. So it was really, really difficult, you know, to kind of put all that together. And it took time. So um, I guess if, to answer the question, to all tie back, it took time. I had to take time to heal. I had to take time to accept. I had to take time to learn how to compromise. Yeah, divorce is the death. You know, mm -hmm. so there's denial. Mm -hmm. There's acceptance. There's grieving. There's a grief process that goes with death and I had to go through all of those processes and it takes time and you can't necessarily say how long that time is going to be. Yeah. And it's different for everybody, right? Yep. right? And I think there's so many different things that can help you get through the grieving process. Mm -hmm. I think liquor, liquor can help. Mm -hmm. Good friends. Yes. Good friends. Mm -hmm. I think a great support system mm -hmm. is huge mm -hmm. and liquor. <laughs> Some people, that's true. Some people turn to exercise, mm -hmm. yes. which right. I think is great. Paul sex. walking like Liam Neeson. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> great sex. Great sex. Mm -hmm. Moving on. To, if you can find it. If you can find it. If you can find it. Even bad sex is good at some point. No, bad sex is terrible. <laughs> Do you think people uh, should live their life from a distance, separating from your, your divorcing spouse um, so that you guys are living life intentionally separately? Well, yeah, I would think if you are divorcing, um, that, that would be in the cards, right? You're living in separate places. And I think that time is important to reflect on why am I here, what is going on. And I think um, you also need to sit in it um, when stuff comes down, like a divorce. No one's mm -hmm. expecting that. No one's mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, this is great. I totally planned on a divorce. <laughs> um, I think it's so important in sitting in it and then realizing it, okay, this is terrible. But I've got two choices. I can sit here and, you know, put the covers over my head and just freeze and not do anything or figure out what my, my you know, coping skills are, who my friends are, 
and what my solutions are to these terrible problems and move forward. Okay. And then huh. you get through it. But it's, it's okay painful. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay it is. the cover's already headed. It, it is. And it's horrible. It's going to feel like a colonoscopy, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. But you know what? You're going to come out and you're going to feel a lot better. The worst Cleaner. Thing Cleaner, cleaner. Mm -hmm. like a colonoscopy. There you mm -hmm. go. You there you go. The worst yeah. thing in the world is to say goodbye and don't leave. Once you say, say that again, they say goodbye. And, and I got that from my former pastor, Frank Thomas. The worst thing in the world is to say goodbye and don't leave. Once you say goodbye, it's goodbye. Now you have to mean that goodbye. Yes. So driving past the house. Don't stop. Going by where they work. Mm -hmm. Reminiscing about the places that you used to go to. Going to the restaurant that you all used to go to all the time, eliminate all of those things. And part of that is living your life intentionally, mm -hmm. separately. To move yeah. on. Yeah. To move forward. Right. right. Other than the kids, you don't have to call if it's not necessary. What you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. How you been? Or yeah. use the kids to make that call. Yeah, or make it and, a And, and let me tell you something. Women can sense when that man is with someone else. Very much so. Because mm -hmm. I won't get a call all day, but all of a sudden... We're out. Mm -hmm. The evening is nice. We're about to turn that corner, and, and this phone is blowing up. What yeah. you doing? Which, uh, he needs some Pampers. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's ten. <laughs> he doesn't need Pampers. Right. Well, he, but they're calling to see if you answer. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. He needs school. They're uh, calling he need money. to. He needs age. money for the, for the field trip tomorrow. What Will you call me at ten o'clock? What do you think about therapy? When it comes to the divorce process, do you recommend it? Yes, I absolutely good. recommend therapy. I actually, um, that was the one step that I missed in my divorce, and I went through to try to save my marriage. We went through um, marital counseling, but once the marriage was unrepairable, and mm -hmm. you know we're going through the divorce process, I did not get therapy, and I was severely depressed. I mean, even to the point where I decided. I wanted the complete opposite from my ex-husband, so I dated the complete opposite, which it even meant lowering my standards, and that's something you should never have to do. So um, I think that therapy is not only, I think is necessary if you genuinely cared about that person. Professional, let's say professional therapy. Yeah, professional therapy. therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, don't call your friend, your cousin, or your friend or your who has friend. no relationship at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Talking about if it was me, I'd just, you know, mm -mm. you need well, to leave. No. And use them for support, right? right? Yeah. But professional Definitely therapy with therapy, um, I'm a big fan of it. Um, but it's not just when it's it's at the, the end of the road, a divorce. It mm -hmm. can be used throughout the whole marriage, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Pre-marriage, you know. Um, Parenting issues, you know, communication issues. Mm -hmm. So it's it's yeah, an all around therapy. Yep. I'm, I'm a fan. Yep. And I even think some of the hard things you go through in a marriage, because I don't think we're sitting here advocating divorce. No, no, necessarily. no, not at all. But I think that there's a lot of people who stay in marriages where they're not happy. Do you think there's a lot of people stagnant in relationships mm -hmm. where it's it's too good to leave? What mm -hmm. they don't realize mm -hmm. is that marriage is for life. And in life, there are ups and downs, there are ebbs and flows, and life is life. Mm -hmm. And once you end up in about two weeks, two or three weeks later in the marriage, you're like, don't you have some place to go? You know, every day. Is it time? Is it, <laughs> I see you every day. Is it you time? Know, do your mama need you? It's life. So you're not always going to be happy. And you're not always going to be excited. And you're not always going to be sexy. And you're not always going to be romantic. Those are things that take work. And effort, and you must allow that other person to be whatever their emotions are for whatever the reason. 
and they have to allow you to, those emotions. And when kids come to play, everything is romantic when there's no bills. And when money's a-flowing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. When there's no responsibility, everything, you know, everything is hot and sexy. But, you know, did you pay the mortgage? <clears throat> I gambled it. Now we have a real issue and that do you has to think be addressed. Part of marriage and a successful marriage is managing conflict resolution well. Yeah. Being able to fight fair. I just can't cuss her out. No. no. You have to ask yourself, do you want to be fight like right Ricky and Lucy. or do you want to be happy? Because you can't have both. That's right. And you're not going to be right when you're arguing with a woman. <laughs> she is going to be right. So you just are going, a smart Just going to take the, it was a lot of hits I took. <laughs> a I lot of hits. And got a lot of elbows. <laughs> just don't be right. Just you have to live with, you know, on the inside, just be like I was right. Hmm. I agree. And then drink. I'm not, I'm not advocating <laughs> drinking. I'm not, I'm not advocating drinking. Well, we're going to go back to that. We're going to take a quick break. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dana Being Dana. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Schiller, DuCanto, and Fleck. Family Law Unparalleled. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana. We are talking about divorce. So, are you happy? Actually, I am happy. It took a while to get here, but I'm really happy. Are you living your best life? I'm not going back and forth with them. Friends. <laughs> I am happy. I'm ecstatic. I am very happy. I think it's important that every day you have a choice when you get up. Are you going to be happy and live your best life? I agree. Or are you going to be miserable and make everyone else miserable? I agree. (laughs) Now, some people think that by being happy and divorced, you're glorifying divorce or that you recommend divorce for other people. Do you find that that statement is true? Never. I don't recommend divorce. I'm not for divorce. I'm not pro-divorce. I don't believe that uh, divorce is always work through it, work through it. But if you find that you can't work through it, and if you find that you're not getting anywhere, and if you find that this person is not supposed to be the one for you, do you think people should move on? Here's the thing. I don't think that any person walking this earth is here or designed or intended to live in bondage, period. I mean, it's a waste of life to literally be attached to someone or something that makes you miserable. So I say, if it's something that makes you that miserable, get out. I mean, it happens. Sometimes we're forcing situations, we're forcing to get into situations that's simply not designed for us. So does divorce suck? Absolutely. But what will suck worse is 
you're living your life miserable because you're living for someone else. But when you leave here, you can't go with that person. So what are you going to do? I believe if you're looking for out in marriage, you're always going to be able to find that out. Yep. Um, I believe we're called according to peace. Uh, but I also believe you can't make someone love you. And if they don't love you, learn to like them. Learn to manage what you have. Again, I do believe marriage is forever, but as we see, it doesn't always last forever. Mm-hmm. I believe in two people having a made-up mind to stay together. But again, I also believe in peace. So Paul talks about peace. And uh, if you can't make it, divorce is legal. But all things that are lawful are not expedient. I just shifted. Facts. Real you quick. did. We have to catch that. Can, Come on now. Can I just mention, too, that if you make the decision to divorce, um, you shouldn't have to feel guilty for that decision for the rest of your life. I, I, I just agree. think that's really important because I think I in life we have a lot of things to feel bad and miserable and guilty I for. And, and because you choose a, a different life that will make you happy, I, I say go for it. I, I, I just... Because sometimes I, I feel guilty. I, was, I still feel Well, guilty. sure. I mean, that's one of the process of going through divorce, right, is you, know, you mm-hmm. feel guilty. It's embarrassing oh, sometimes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you have to answer those questions. They're hard questions. And transitioning, I'm just going to be honest, the paperwork it sucks. Yes. A lot of paperwork. <laughs> lot of paperwork. <laughs> and it makes, me, it makes you feel like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's something to, hard to grab a hold of. I failed at something that I put my whole heart into. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the lessons learned. So when it comes to choosing a mate, mm-hmm. what did you look for then before you got married that, you, that is different from what you look for now? I know. The bigger the booty, the bigger the problem. Say that again. The bigger the booty, the bigger the problem. <laughs> well, all right. More booty. More problems. <laughs> and what else? You know, honestly, <laughs> I think that it started within. I, I had in my head my ideal husband. However, it wasn't compatible for the type of woman I am. I had a husband that wanted me to sit at home and work. Anybody who knows, I mean, sit at home and not work. Anybody who knows me know I'm a type A personality. I'm a boss chick for all intents and purposes. So that just wasn't compatible. So I think, first of all, you have to set realistic expectations in yourself that not only what you want, but what you bring to the table. You need a Stedman. No, I don't need no Stedman. Mm-mm. I think a lot of times people look at what they want <laughs> But they don't take the time to evaluate, am, am I what someone else wants? Yeah. So a man will say, hey, she's great for me, without paying attention or evaluating, am I the one that she wants? Exactly. I, I believe you have to be equally yoked. That part. You Agreed. must be equally yoked. And that doesn't always mean the same religion, the same nationality. The same color. The same. Mm-hmm. Be equally yoked. So there must be common ground. I think, too, for me, that I got married really young, and there was a lot of assumptions on my end and things that were red flags and thinking, oh, it's going to work out, and then you get married, and it doesn't, and then I was the first one out of my friends to be divorced, and the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment, yep. it was just, it was unbelievable, and I didn't have anyone to turn to because everyone was just getting married and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you went with the flow. I went not with the flow. I mean, I was like, I'm she out. She was the flow. She I was, was out. She yeah. was out. I was yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So it, it depends on where you're at, too, mm-hmm. with what you're looking for and what, if you throw in your assumptions and what you think that's going to work and you don't pay attention to red flags, which you really should. 
pay attention to those. Well, let's talk about dating out here in these divorced streets. <laughs> Has that, have any of you tried online dating? I have. Yes. I have. So what do we think? I don't like it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't like it. Well, I mean, you think about it. When you're meeting someone, you're already meeting their representative. You're your representative already. Add that with online world where they can be whomever they want to be. So now you're not only meeting their representative, you're meeting a totally just a facade of an individual. Completely confident. Oh, my gosh. On the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can type all kind of confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great grammar. (laughs) It is true. When you do meet that person, in in my world, I feel like you do date the representative for the first six months. Mm -hmm. And then after six months, the representative's like, you're on your own, and then you're left with who you're dating with, you're like, wait, what happened here? Yep. This was not... But men what- will be whatever you, will be whatever you need us to be <laughs> until to get we get what, what we want. want. <laughs> and once we get what, what we want, hmm. we're not going to be out of there. Yep. You're gone. So should, so should I be the opposite of the representative? Should I just be who I am just be right who up front? Just be, yes. be you. Yes. Really, uh, just... You should- be, there you go. No, be you. you be you. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Because that's what it's going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the ladies are going to be just lining up. Really? I can feel it. Yep. She said, so, Nikita, you have found love. Tell us what it's like. I'm dating. I'm having a good time. And, um, oh, she's smooth. You see how her voice changed? Her voice changed. It went up. I'm So excited. Bless <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm not. But yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> she tilted that head. But no, um, basically, um, I'm dating um, someone... I'm happy. Good. And I'm so happy for you. You see that we she felt s- that in her spirit. She said, mm. We need to celebrate all of the happiness. He touches her just the right way. So what advice do you have for someone who's considering a breakup, a divorce, a separation? They're not happy. And they're looking to figure out what they need to do. Sometimes people are not happy just because they're not happy. That part. They're not going to be happy no matter what. They're not happy with their job. They're not happy with their car. They're not happy with anything. Their mama. The, mm-hmm. the, they're just unhappy people. <laughs> and those people need uh, a self-awareness check. And they need, you know, just get themselves to a place where they can even be with someone else. Yeah. But um, it's great when you meet someone and you get along and you can have a great conversation. And you can just spend time together without talking. Just just share mm-hmm. the space. And just enjoy. And just yep. enjoy. And, and I've been grateful to be able to do that. Great. I would, I would say, and it's probably not the most popular answer, but if you're contemplating that and you're like, I'm, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to divorce you, just plan on that sucking for a long <laughs> period of time. It's okay. No, you're going right. to need to sit in it, and you're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You're not going to die. It feels like you're going to die. Mm-hmm. But you need to feel uncomfortable, and that means not jumping into another relationship. That means really thinking about where stuff broke down and how you don't bring that to the next relationship and how to heal. There, there's a lot of introspection that needs to go on in that time. And so just be prepared. Don't be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be good for three weeks and then I'll be rolling off. No. Right, you can't put a time for them. Everybody's different. And so reach out. Go to therapy. You have to be your right friends, first. Your family. And that's what I was going to say. Make sure that this is really what you want to do. Make sure mm-hmm. it's what you really want to do. Because sometimes people are happy being single. Right. Mm-hmm. Happy being divorced. Right. And maybe relationship is not for them. College is not for everybody. Everything is not for everyone. You need to find out who you are mm-hmm. and what's good and not good for you. Well, thank you to my friends for joining me. 
I appreciate each of you for sharing your truth and wisdom from your own experiences. Thank you so much for tuning in. I got a second chance at life when I got divorced in 2015, and I want to encourage others to live life to the fullest. I'm not an advocate for divorce, but I am an advocate for being happy, you having the love you desire, and you living your life intentionally and with purpose. You owe that to yourself and those that you love. Life is too short for anything less. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time.